Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. If they've achieved something good, I'll tell you what they've achieved. They've achieved something absolutely rotten. Didn't I just tell you don't mess me up? Turn around. Go back that way. Bye. See you. Hard to take. I don't think we deserve to lose that. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I cannot believe that somebody awarded him the man of the match. That was a total and absolute disgrace. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Because it matters. Yes, you're very welcome along to episode 2 of this LMFM Sport Podcast, My Worst Day, with myself, David Sheehan. If you missed episode 1 last week, my guest was Meath manager Andy McIntyre, who had plenty of heartbreaking days to choose from from his career. Here's a quick snippet of that interview. Well, I lost the semi-final with Ashburn in 2011, and we had had a very good, uh, had a very good run with Ashburn. Uh, won the intermediate my first year with them. Won divisions three, two, and one nearly in, in consecutive years, uh, and we were just we were getting better every year. And it was a, I really thought it was a very talented group. And yet we got to a semi final against Dunshockland. Uh, had done all the hard work in the first half, playing into the uh, into the hospital end against against a strong wind, and we turned around maybe three or four points up, and we lost the game by a point. And that is one that that really really sticks with me and is still still with me to this day a huge regret because that was a that was that window of opportunity for that team and i also felt once we didn't once we didn't cross the line that day that we were never going to yes andy mcintyre there and that chat is available as always on lmfm.ie the lmfm app or wherever you get your podcasts my guest on this week's show is former Louth captain Adrian Reid. The Maddox Rangers man has had more good and bad days in his career than most, with both club and county. The Cullen men have been county champions on several occasions in Adrian's time, but as you'll hear, they've also suffered disappointment, while Louth have endured more than their fair share of heartbreak down the years. As ever, Adrian was very honest and articulate with his thoughts on the low points of his career, so I do hope you enjoy it. It's episode two of My Worst Day with Adrian Reid. So Adrian, the, the podcast we're going to call it My Worst Day, but in your case you've, you've picked a few games out for both club and county. Now I don't think anyone uh, will be surprised to see the 2010 Leinster final is on there. We might leave that one until a little bit later on. But you've a mix of club and county games in here. Obviously you've had a lot of success with Maddox down the years. Before we look at them in a little bit more detail, did you tend to feel worse after losing the game with the club or the county or did it just depend entirely on the circumstances? Uh, yeah, pro- probably with the club I suppose because you're, you're, you put so much into it and, and you know you, you probably... You socialise a lot more with the lads, so you, you kind of get that sort of. You, you're always, 
you're always playing the game over in your in your head so much like but it, it, you know it, it doesn't really it's not much not much of a difference to tell you the truth like when you lose any game you, you'll you'll overanalyze it to, to the to the death you know um so you know maybe maybe club just just for that reason but um it's very very similar so you would be someone that would would think a lot about matches and, and that kind of thing after after a defeat you'd, you'd be playing it over in your mind a lot would you yeah, definitely. Like you know, and I suppose you do when you win, but more so when you lose, you, you tend to have a lot more regret. Regrets whether whether you played well or whether you didn't. You'd always say we should have done that, should have, would have, coulda. Um, you know, and it's it's something that is especially when you lose a big, high profile game like that. You'll, you know, it's 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 hard. I know I'm hard to live with for the for the week afterwards. Um, you know, it's just I suppose so much going through your mind and that just kind of depressing feeling after after losing a game and. When you know if it's it's one thing if you if you're beaten by the better team fair and square, but then if you're you know I suppose if you if you feel like you left it behind, it's it's very hard to just accept that you know. Yeah, and just before we get into the the actual games themselves, you're going to talk about the the week in lead in, in leading up to a game. Would you be kind of uh, sort of nervous before matches? Would you be somebody that's quite calm, or how would you be before a game? Um, I suppose in in, in the last few years, I've been a lot more relaxed. Um, Mainly because there's there's just other um, other distractions there with family and and work and whatnot. I think you you just don't have the time to 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 think about the game in the week leading up to it. So it's and and that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing that you you know you're more relaxed than coming into the game, um, because yeah, I find that I play a lot better if, I, if I'm just you know going out to enjoy it. But you know, earlier on in my career, you definitely—I suppose you, it was football was everything, and, and nothing else mattered. And you—you you probably got a bit too worked up at times in, in games, um, and you know it can—it can affect your performance. But yeah, I'd certainly do everything right from a from a physical point of view, make sure that I'm getting enough rest, getting the training sessions in, you know, eating right in the week leading up to it, and keeping hydrated. But that—that that goes without saying. And in the dressing room before a game, would you, and maybe again this has changed over the years, would you have been somebody who typically would be hopping balls off the ground or just sitting in your in the corner keeping your, your thoughts to yourself? Um, no, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be someone to hop up the ball off the table and, and, and kicking tables and, and throwing bottles and whatnot. It, I just don't think that's, I don't find that very, you know, it doesn't get me going. Like It's, it's something that I, I just find, if you have to do stuff like that, there's, there's something, something's not right, you know, you're not prepared enough and, you, and you're hoping that we can get a get a bit of emotion into it to get to get a performance but I think you know for, for, from my point of view I'd, I'd, I'd be more relaxed and you know the work is done at that stage or at least it should be and you know it's just a go it's a case of going out and executing get executing the, the, the game plan so let's look at the uh, the two, first of the two club games you picked you've got the 2008 uh, loud senior final and the 2016 intermediate final which one do you want to start with um, neither of them, but I suppose it would start with 2008. <laughs> yeah, because so you were you were um, you were beaten by three points by Newtown Blues in that one. You got a goal laid enough on from your brother actually to level things up, and then the Blues was pulled away with the last three points of the game. I think I'm right in saying was that. And you know, obviously, Maddox go on to win the next two in a row after that. So I suppose every cloud is a silver lining. But what was so so tough to take about that one? Obviously, it's a county final and it's a tough day to lose. But was there anything in particular you talked a minute ago about? when you feel you've left it behind was was that one of those um it probably wasn't in this case i think we were beaten by the better team on the day the blues the blues are a better team and as you said we we got a goal later on and it brought us back on level terms but the blues kicked on again personally i just had a had a bad game that day and i know we missed a lot and, and as a team we probably missed a lot and, and we underperformed 
and it's just it's it's things like that when you leave you know when you walk off the pitch and you you know that you didn't perform it's very hard like at least I, I would put a lot of I take a lot of responsibility as far as that as that's concerned and, and it's 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 a sinking feeling like walking off the field when you know you've you know you haven't performed and, and you felt that you know you just you didn't ask the questions that you, you set out to ask at the, at the beginning of the game and when you you talk about there I mean that's something that, co- that comes up quite a lot when 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 lads are talking about games that they they haven't performed well in or or when they have what they've lost would would you be the sort of person to take any sort of comfort from having played well, even though you lost? Would that would that bring you any? I know you're saying in this game you feel like you didn't, but in, in a situation where you'd lost the game but you had played well, would that be of any help to you or any benefit to you the following week? It, look, it, it's like anything. I think from a personal perspective, it, it's a personal achievement if you play well. Ultimately, you'd rather play poorly and, and win a game. You know, I think any any footballer would say that. But there is some sort of consolation in that. Look. In, in, in your inner self, that you've left everything out in the field, you gave it, you gave it your all, and you know there was nothing else you, you could do. You, you, you know, you give it, you give it your all. But a lot of the time, you, you know, I know from my personal point of view, I'm, I'm always criticising and I'm always saying, "What could you have done better?" Um, you know, in that in that final, I suppose it was 2008. Um, my dad had died earlier with Seth and David, and and. There was a lot of. I, I just remember going into that game with a lot of emotion, and I, I didn't. I didn't play with my head, you know. I, I played with with the emotion, and there was a lot of snatched shots and and passes that, looking back on it, you know, it it's if I had just been more focused on the game and not 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 everything that was you know associated with that year, um, you know, the, the same couldn't be said for David that day. Like he, he probably left it all in the field. I think he scored maybe one six or one seven. And you know he he just he had his he 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 had his head right for that game. Whereas I just felt it was I, I don't know I just I know leading up to it I too much I was thinking overthinking it and thinking the emotion brought too much emotion into the game to be honest. Yeah, and one of the reasons I kind of wanted to have these kind of chats with people was to to kind of delve into a little bit whether they learn from those kind of bad experiences because obviously we want to we want to have a positive kind of outlook on things ultimately, but. Did you find that, you know, as I said, you went on to win two in a row the, the following two years with, with Maddox. So did you, when you look back on that from a little bit of a distance, I suppose, did you did you kind of think to yourself, I was a little bit too emotional, a bit too wound up? And were you, did you kind of alter your, I suppose that it was a unique circumstance for you that year, obviously with your dad passing away. But did it did it kind of bring you anything in time, in terms of how you went into games in the future and tried to maybe keep your emotions in check a little bit? Is, is it just that simple though? It's, it's probably not, and like twenty, it was two thousand and eight. So I was, I was a lot younger at the time, um, and you, you kind of go on. But I, I definitely did to think of that, you know, later on. That geez, I, I really got too worked up about that game. Whereas, you know, I'd, I'd always going into a game, you try and enjoy it. You know, that, that's the first thing I would do, like just relax and enjoy the game and and see how it goes. You know, and just with that game, there was so much pressure, and I, I, I don't know what it like for for most people when you have a lot of pressure on you, and it's. You you putting all that pressure on yourself, it it can tend to have a negative effect. So, um, yeah, if anything going forward, then I probably just learned to just be more relaxed. Like, um, you know, and there's, there's times when it did work, and then there's there's times when you fall back into the same, the same old sort of bad habits, and you know, it's just a case of trying to perfect that every time. And again, not to be kind of throwing the, the old cliches around too much, but because you had won uh, Joe Wars uh, in the years before that loss, but you won the next two in a row, did. Did that defeat against the Newtown Blues, you know, bring you any any benefits the following year? You, you always hear people saying that like you, you do learn from your from your defeats and everything else. But is that just a kind of an easy thing to throw away? And you say, well, we would have won those following two ones anyway, regardless. But 
did you feel it brought you anything the following year and the, and the, the year after that when you won to do in a row? Um, I, it's hard to. I'm just trying to remember now. Like I, I know at the time there was a lot of te- a lot of a lot of people, especially around around the village, that probably thought that the team were coming to an end. You know, as a you know, we, we won our first uh, championship in 2002 and we got to the, the final the year before that and we're really, you know, the up-and-coming team and then you're talking to the, the latter end of that decade. Team, p- teams probably felt that, you know, Maddox were on a downward curve. Um, but, you know, we, we I remember we played the following year against Cooley and Haggardson and we're beaten by 10 points and you just thought, like, maybe 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 everyone's right. Like, um, I can't remember what way the, the rest of the, the, that championship went, but we ended up getting to the final. We bet that we bet the Pats in the semi-final down Dowdles Hill. You know, probably played second fiddle a lot of that game, but just dug, kept in there, dug in, and and we got a goal um, laid on, and, and we just managed to get over the line. And then we ended up returning the in the final. We bet Cooley by ten points. You know, so it was it was a surreal sort of year. Um, I don't think anyone would have expected us to to win it that year, um, but. It's just it's funny the way things go. Sometimes football's like that. The other game you've picked from the club is the 2016 intermediate final, which you were beaten in by the Joes. And obviously, again, you know the, the year you've just had it has been very successful. But a couple of years ago, there, 2016, you're beaten by the Joes in the in the final by what two points it was, two eight to twelve. Uh, what are your memories of that one? And again, how does that fit in in terms of whether you left it behind or whether you were beaten by the better team, or, or how do you look back on that game? I just remember <laughs> this is a running joke since, since that game. The time I was I was through in goal, basically more or less had an open goal and slipped, um, and I just I never never lived that down. And I know when we when we won the intermediate championship last year, it's the first thing I said to, to David at the time. I says, "Thank God!" I said, "I can I can brush that aside now. Like whatever happened that year is done." Um, you know, but it, it just there was there was a few little things, really bad mistakes, and and. That game more than than any game, like it just I was in the pit for a few days after it. Um, really, really bad. Like you know, anyone to tell you that you know with football you you get yourself in such a depression, sort of suppressed state for the, for the few weeks after it, and you know I suppose time heals. Um, but like we we were going in as favourites against the Joes, and you know the, the Joes, in fairness to them, they they had their they had their um, homework done on us, and they, and they matched us up man for man, and and probably deserved to win it on the day they got. You know, there was just a few little breaks they got, a, a shot that came off the post and, and, you know, just fell to one of their players and buried it. Um, you know, but you have to be in these places at the time, I suppose. Um, and there was one or two other little things that just didn't go against us. We didn't get the rub of the green that day. But um, we were after being relegated the year before, uh, probably surprisingly relegated. And it was just a great opportunity to, to get the bounce straight back up because we knew ourselves that, you know, whatever about people talking about the team on a downward spiral in 2008, it was pretty much the same team that was there in 2016, and we we knew like that that was our best chance of getting up for for a couple of years, and and that's exactly what happened. We, you know, we ended up losing two semi finals after that, and fortunately we we got up then last year in 2019. And in that 2016, after that 2016 final, like you, you're, you were talking earlier on about how you're, you know, as you got older, you maybe have other things going on in your life. So at that stage, you're, you're married with kids in 2016. So do you have to kind of be mindful of everyone else that's in the house, or, or what was the situation at that stage? Um, look, I, th- I think if you're, I think if you're disciplined, you know what I mean. You, you can, you can manage, you can manage the commitment side of things. Um, there definitely is that side. Like I think 
your your spare time is 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 not spent thinking about games and what you could be doing better during games. It, it's because you, you don't have that. You, you're you're either looking after kids or, or you're spending time with the family, um, or then you're at work or whatever it is. You know, um, it certainly it certainly does take over. Like it, it's your priorities change as the year goes on, but. You know, football is right up there in, in terms of you know uh, priorities for me anyway, and it's 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 a matter of you know being disciplined, having that time, and making sure that you're you're available, getting yourself ready, doing everything you can to to be to be um, to be ready for your training sessions, to get your gym work in, and, and and be ready for games at the weekend. Look, there's there's a lot of sacrifices that have to be made, and anyone will tell you that there's there's holidays that that, that get cancelled. I know. Um, in 2010, we were supposed to be going to um, Florida with my now wife. Like, and uh, I can't. I, I ended up going. I ended up. I, I cancelled the flight at the time because we we were still playing. I suppose it was unheard of for 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 Loud to get to a, to a Leinster final. But um, they're the sort of sacrifices you make. If the, if if it happened in 2016, 2017, I'm not sure I'd be. I'm not sure she'd be as forgiven. <laughs> you didn't send. Uh, you didn't send Joe Sheridan uh, the bill for the reply threat, no. <laughs> <laughs> not, not yet. It's a good idea. Though. I might get another trip out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and and just in terms of that, say that intermediate final, you know, and you talked about how you were hard, you're hard to live with in the week after a defeat like that. Would you be one of the lads that would kind of go out, go out for, go on a bender for a couple of days, or it was are those days were those days gone even in 2016 because you had to be you had to be at home and helping out. <laughs> no, I'd say it was it was Tuesday, or Wednesday again. I surfaced. Um, yeah, it was probably you just try and get. The next morning, I suppose you go in earlier if if you're after losing because you, you, the thoughts, you, your head's just driving you mad the next morning. So we usually go in, win, lose, or well, we haven't. We've been lucky enough. We've, we've either won or lost in all the championship finals. But win, lose, or draw, we usually head in. You know, we'd all we'd all meet together and and you know have have a bit of crack the following day because you do you do sacrifice a lot. You know what I mean? And it's it's you know at the end of the day you 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 put put so much into it and you kind of just go and and. Have a bit of a, uh, you know, just let let the hair down afterwards. So the 2011 Leinster Senior Championship against Carlo, you were you no know, after coming off the back of a reasonably good year in 2010, albeit it didn't it didn't end the way you wanted, of course. But you go into that game against Carlo, and I'm presuming like loud are fairly warm favourites for that one. And I remember it being a bit of an upset at the time. You're you're up by three points with ten minutes to go, but Carlo come back and and pip you by a point. Is that one of the kind of the, the sorest memories you have from from a loud perspective? Uh, it definitely was. I mean, we we were after putting in such a you know a, a big year the, the previous year, and we were playing very well. We ended up winning Division Three that, that year in two thousand and eleven. <clears throat> we got a favourable draw in in the Leinster Championship. It was you know Carlo in the quarter final, winners play Wexford, and you know then you, you did another shot at a, at the Leinster final, and we definitely just we we didn't perform that day. We probably there was a bit of a hangover from from the previous year, and, and you know. It almost felt like we were sort of feeling feeling like victims, you know, feeling a bit sorry for ourselves. We just couldn't get couldn't get things flowing the way we had. We couldn't we couldn't play. We weren't playing the football that we were playing the previous year. And uh, I always look at that game and, and, and say that you know we if we if we just had to go over the line against Carlo, we, we'd another. We were back in Crow Park semi final against Wexford, and there definitely would have been that you know there would have been the emotion there to to, to drive it on and get another crack at crack at the a final. Two Leinster finals in a row for for Loud would have been a, a massive thing, you know, and and just would have brought football on in the county. And I suppose with the way the way the previous year went, then losing to Carlow, and and you know we we never performed against Meadup in Kingscourt. It was uh, it was a mismatch, or in, in Breffney Park rather, 
Um, and it just, you know, it, it was when the momentum was there, we just we lost it that 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 day against Carlo. And you know, you talked about you talked about a hangover from 2010 in that game. Was that something you were? you know, aware of even at the time? Did it feel like it was still kind of lingering in the background or was it maybe only afterwards when you look back you thought, you know, that, that game last year is still on people's minds? I, I think the biggest the biggest challenge for us that year was we, we lost three key players in, in, in Mick Fanning, uh, Brian Hoist and John O'Brien, the, the three lads who were, I think they went travelling, whether it was, I don't know if they all went to Australia, but, you know, they were, they were massive players. Like Jobs was, was nominated for an all-star the previous year. You know, Mick, very solid centre-half back and then, you know, you had Brian White, who probably played his best year in, in the county jersey in two thousand and ten, um, all taken away from the team. Like, and it just it's difficult to, to to replace that. You know, um, and we did struggle a bit. To, you know, you definitely felt that we were missing those those key players, but it it's still we were good enough to get to get to a Leinster final. We were good enough to be Carlo and Wexford. You know, and we just we didn't perform. You know, we talk so much nowadays, and it's it's always, uh, you know, kind of front and center in these uh, discussions around teams and how they prepare. That sports psychology and everything sort of plays a major role in it. W- would you have had any kind of dealings with sports psychologists throughout your career, or even on your own steam? Would you have kind of done any reading on it, or or, or what sort of influence would that have had? Because I suppose these are the sort of mental scars you hear now with teams trying to struggling to get over a tough defeat that they would they would have somebody in like that. Would, would you have had any experience with sports psychology during your your career? Yeah, more so loud we would have. I, I, I remember, and I can't think of the guy's name, he was from Kerry, when Eamon McEnany was, was a manager, you know, and it was probably, it was a bold thing to bring in a sports psychologist. No one, no one was really doing it in Gaelic, you know. Um, and he was, there was different, there was mixed mixed um, mixed opinions on him. Some people really liked him, and then there was other people that just, I suppose, you know, just to, to give an example where, a club man of mine, Mark Brennan, like he'd be Mark before a game. If you saw him in the dressing room or if you saw him doing the warm up, you'd say his head's not in it. Like you know, he's 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 not going. I don't know what what way he is. He's, he's, there's no way he can go out and play a game. But that was Mark's way of dealing with the pressure. And and you know, he he would just he would act a maggot like he would just do anything bar what he was meant to do. And he'd be he'd be messing with other people and just bouncing off everyone in the dressing room. Um, and then you know this this guy came in, the sports psychologist, and. I suppose when when we had a few tough games, like he he was really on Mark's case, and any time Mark was messing, he was he was pretty much trying to tell him to basically shut up indirectly, you know, and it didn't do him any favors. And you know, Mark Mark didn't play well then that day, let's say against against Wexford and Crow Park, and a lot of it's down to you know, I suppose everyone's different and everyone takes different different things from it, um, but you know, you have to let players kind of. I guess prepare for the game whatever way they do it. Mm. Um, 2013, we had Shea Kelly um, from from UCD, and uh, he was brilliant. I think it, there wasn't a player that did that didn't have have massive respect for Shea, you know. And he was a uh, he was really 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 thorough, like and just he he was more relaxed and he he basically was promoting anyone. You know, everyone's different for a game and just ways to prepare and ways to 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 um, improve your your preparation for a game. You know, so. I've seen both sides of it. Um, I, I think they're, I think they can be very useful, especially with teams that sort of seem to have that mental block of getting over the line. But you know, ultimately, it's it's just a case of um, yeah, I, I suppose focusing on the things that you can control and not worrying about you know a team that can't get over the line for a final. That when they get to a final again, that they're not thinking 
oh, are we going to be in the same position? It's, it's you're always thinking, right? What what can we do to win this? What do we have to do to win this game, or how can we influence th- th- this game so that we we end up on the right side of it? You know. And maybe for like for people that are listening that haven't experienced that, you, you talked about the, the first guy there and how himself and Mark Brennan maybe clashed a little bit. But um, the, the the positive stuff that you you took from the sports psychology is there anything that kind of that sticks out in your mind that, that you you were able to bring out onto the pitch and kind of keeping keeping your head when you were playing, or was it just a general kind of more kind of overall over a period of time just kind of getting into your head and, and preparing you a little bit better? Were there any specifics that come to mind? Um, like definitely just the. the I I probably be have a, have a bad habit of of criticising myself if I if I kick a ball wide which which happens plenty of times or if you know if you do something wrong on the field I'd, I'd certainly be a uh, I'd have the bad habit of of really getting getting on top of myself and, and getting annoyed whereas you know with, with Shay that year like it was kind of a case of just you know he mentioned Tiger Woods where if he has a bad shot it's just he resets straight away and it's it's gone he'll focus on it after after the after the round of golf and. I sort of got that into my head that once once the you know if you do something wrong or if a player does if a teammate does something wrong like give him a bollocking or or you know giving yourself getting on top of yourself it's it's not going to do you any good in that moment in time it's all about you know just reset and it's the next ball and what can we do next you know that that's that's one of the key things I've taken away from it anyway yeah, I think a lot of people certainly certainly any of us to play a bit of golf could probably do with bringing that into their game as well. Um, one other thing then is the the twenty thirteen game before we get to the to the Leinster final in twenty ten the twenty thirteen game against uh, Wexford, which was the first game I was reading earlier on that was played at first championship game in Drogheda since nineteen ninety eight. You were five behind at half time. You come back. You're you're pipped in the end by just a point. Um, a warm enough day in Drogheda from what I remember. Um, again, is that does that fall into one where? You, you gave it a good rattle and just came up a little bit shorter. What what are the kind of the memories around that particular game? Yeah, it was it was Aidan O'Rourke's first year with us, and you know we we did a really good pre-season, and you know it was, it was some of the training we did that year was just savage. Like I mean, it was I remember there was one night we did maybe sixty or seventy, one hundred and fifty meter runs uphill, and it was just it was it was definitely a test. It was a test for for you know what I mean. Like if you if you weren't if you wanted to be on this panel, that you know this is what you were had to be willing to put yourself through and we did we did a good league campaign in division two that year we probably should have beaten Westmead on the first day I think we were five points up and, and lost by a point in the end and uh, Beck, Beck Galway the next the next round and, and then drew with Leash down in, in Port Leash but overall we, we did a good we did a good uh, campaign and we f- we finished maybe third or fourth uh, but we we were going in, you know. We played Leash in in the first round of the of the Leinster and bet them by ten points, and, and we really were 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 moving well. That there was a great great morale, great bond in in, in the t- in the squad. And uh, I suppose we were playing Wexford and Drogheda, as you said. It was a scorcher of a day. Like you couldn't have asked for better conditions. Got a really good start, and then we just never capitalised on it. Uh, I remember Kieran Ling scored an absolute screamer that day. It was a hell of a goal he got. Uh, but it just it was it was it was such a disappointment again. It was it was the same old you know. I've, I've watched Loud growing up. I've gone to Loud games and you know I've, I've always you know we, I never saw them get to a Leinster final. We should have got to a Leinster final in in, in over in Navan when we were beaten by Offaly. Um, and you just felt like here we go again. Like it's Loud in an excellent position to get to get into another semi final, Leinster semi final, and, and we let ourselves down against Wexford and. You know the, the momentum just completely went went out of the team. Like we 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 play just about bad Antrim the following 
the following week or two weeks, whatever it was, and, and then we were beaten by Tyrone, uh, beaten by Calera down in Newbridge. Albeit we we put in an excellent performance that day, but you know I just felt if we had a bet Wexford that day, you know we, we I think we were playing Mead in the semi final. Um, you know it would have been just a, a great game to play in Crow Park again, and we, we probably just left it behind us. Yeah, and I suppose that you know you talk about the psychology and things as well. Um, that only, I suppose, will take you so far, though. Ultimately, like it'll give you, it might give you a little bit of, a, of an edge, or it might be able to help you in some ways. But it, do you did you find that it was because we do kind of hear a lot about about the mental preparation and how it really like you hear some people raving about it, how it makes a, such a huge difference. Would you would you say that it, it it can make that like big difference in those kind of tight finishes, or does it still ultimately is it very hard to kind of change let's say your own personal kind of how you're hardwired and how your mind works is it kind of hard to change that and do you still if you're going into the last few minutes of a game is it hard to maybe think about what some sports psychologists have said to you in the weeks leading up to a game yeah like I think I think the best way to get over the line as you say in a tight game like that is is all about just the it, it, it's really about the team and, and how you're how you're prepared for a game you know Um if 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 you're if you're sticking to the game plan, if if you've kind of got a, you know, a game plan that that everyone fully understands it, and you know, if you if you keep going at it, and and you have players who are clever enough to adapt to to certain situations, you know, generally more times than not, you you'll end up on the right side of the results, especially when it comes to that sort of, those last five ten minutes, because the game can open up, and you know, players start taking chances, and you know, if if you can keep your discipline, you generally seem to find it the, the the pockets that weren't there for most of the game because either the opposition is 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 as as a an extra sweep or, or you know just for whatever reason um and I, I think that's the best way like it's just it's if you if you're a well coached team you'll generally find a way to to win a game yeah and you talk there as well i suppose this isn't exclusive to loud by any means but you know you t- you touched on the fact there the, the Carlo game in 2011, the Wexford game in 2013, the Leinster final in 2010, you're talking about that game, I think it would have been in 97 against Offaly, who went on, of course, to beat me in that Leinster final. Um, did you, Does it ever start to get into your head that, you know, Loud just don't ever get the breaks or we just can't get it done? Is that something that, that would have ever come, come into your mind? Because I'm sure when you're getting beaten in these narrow, kind of tight games all the time, it must be quite hard to, to put that to, to one side and if you're going into the end of a game, and I know you touched, it, touched on it earlier with the psychology side of it, but if, if you're coming into a last five minutes of a match and it's tight or you're a point up or a point down or level, um, do you kind of almost think to yourself, oh, this is going to end the same way as it as always has? Because that must be something that, that's crossed your mind over the years. Um, I, I, I didn't personally because I just I, I try and keep my focus on, on the game, as you say, and, and, and just staying there and the next ball there's always that chance like um, regardless of how, how much we're winning or losing by but th- there definitely does seem to be that um, or there, there was at least that sort of opinion around the county that uh, you know loud always just inconsistency we can't put a, put the uh, you know performances back to back and you know have have a consistency in our play and, and that was something that you know as I mentioned those two games in 2011 2013 there was a chance to to break that, uh, to break that, um, I know it's that kind of perception of of, of loud football, and, and and we didn't, so we failed. Ultimately, we failed to do that, um, and, and that that just keeps that, you know, that tradition of oh, loud loud slip, you know, had, their, had got in a good position again and didn't didn't capitalise on it. You know, it just it keeps that sort of that um, I don't know whatever you call it, like it's just going, you know. Mm. 
just very finally, so then the, um, the the elephant in the room, I suppose, so to speak, the Leinster final. First of all, would this go down? I suppose the obvious um, assumption would be that this this would be the, the biggest disappointment and the biggest heartbreak of your career. Would that be would that be fair to say, or were there other games that that, that take that title? Ah, look, it's it's I suppose on on the big stage that it was. It, it probably does. You know, if you look back and. I suppose it's anyone, if anyone, you know, you're speaking to and, and if they talk about loud and if you tell them you play football, they, they'll always ask you, you know, were you playing that day in 2010? Like, it, it's it's the most iconic game of the last, you know, 10 years anyway. Um, yeah, it was, look, it was disappointing. It was, what, what, there's not much more to say. And it, it's, mm. The only thing you could say is that, like, there wasn't much more we, we could have done there. We, we left everything, you know, we talk about being disappointed uh, um, and then, Leaving it all out in the field, and 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 then you know you can you can hold your head up high. Like, but we we played very well that day. I mean, we we executed the game plan well. Uh, got ourselves in a really good position. Went three points up, and and we probably showed a bit of naivety after that. You know, we didn't we we didn't close the game out whereas we should have. Um, I know Graham Riley got two great scores straight after that, where where he he, he really stood up. Like, but. I still felt that you know we should have controlled that game a bit better. We we panicked a little bit on it, and that's where a bit of experience would have would have counted for us. You know, I would have you would have had that with, with Cullen, where we where we you know we had that. I guess I don't know whether it's just because we'd won championships, we probably felt that bit more relaxed when we when we got into those positions. Um, and then you know we don't, I don't felt I don't didn't feel like we we executed the last ten. Ten minutes of the game against Meadwell, and and we let them, you know, we let them back into the game. Whereas if we just had a kept our foot on the, you know, kept on the attack, I think we would have, we could have closed the game out. And you know, could you could you sense that? You know, you're talking about that kind of that, you know, a little bit of panic in the end because I think it was maybe was it 63 odd minutes when JP Rooney got that goal, and you know, at that point you're looking like you're you're in good shape. Did you? Did you sense that? Because it's a natural thing when a team takes the lead late in the game, and especially when they're slight underdogs, there is a little bit of panic, and maybe you're sitting back and trying to hold on to what you have. Could you? Could you almost not that you could have predicted what was going to happen with the with the way the goal was scored? But could you almost sense here that you were getting nervous about how this was going to end, and you were you were hanging on a little bit? Was that was that something that you kind of remember thinking at the time? Yeah, definitely. I I just came off before that. I, I don't know whether I won the free or was involved in in the free just to up lead up to the goal, but uh, I'd come off just literally before that free kick that JP got, and um, I, I it's it's probably my from from a watching the game versus when you're on the pitch, you feel you know you'll always be more in control if you're if you're still playing. But I, I was taken off, and I suppose you're you're completely then you're you, there's nothing you can do, so you're you're. I guess when you're watching the game, it's a lot harder than when you're playing. It, it, it definitely, I, I felt that we were we were we were under a lot of pressure, um, but that we didn't handle it well. You know that we didn't we didn't really we didn't close it out. Uh, you know, I know I've said that enough times at this stage, but um, there, there was that sense you could you could see. It. And you know, Mead were on the front foot in fairness to them, and they, and they did bring it to us. Like, but. You know, I don't think anyone could have expected what was what the way it, the finish that that happened. No, and absolutely not. And I suppose, like, what were your emotions in the immediate aftermath of that game? Because I think it wasn't one of these situations where you were having to wait a few hours to to see the replay on the Sunday game. Like, it was obvious to everybody there at the time what had happened, pretty much. So, did you did you when you came off the field? Did you feel were you were you angry? Were you you know, frustrated? Was it a mix of? It must have been a mix of a lot of emotions, I presume. But what were your what were your immediate kind of reactions after the game? Because we you know you touched on earlier 
how you you know games you leave behind all these kind of different scenarios when you lose a match but this was a very unique um way to lose a game in in the history of the GEA not just in the history of loud football so well, how did you feel after the game I actually didn't know what happened to be honest and I, I was walking onto the pitch and um I can't remember who it was it was one of the me players that said it um you know, he says, look, hard luck, you should, that was, goal shouldn't have been allowed. And I looked at him like, I said, what is he talking about? <laughs> I, hadn't, I didn't actually know what happened, because I obviously didn't show the replays in the no. in the stadium. And it wasn't until we got back into the dressing room that someone mentioned that, he fucking threw the ball into the net, you know. And um, it, it it just hit home then, like, we kind of got to see the re- I don't think we actually, we didn't watch a replay, we didn't want to, but... Uh, it's funny, we talked about, like, you know, you, you put so much sacrifice into the game... Um, and you know we we did sacrifice a lot that year, year and then I suppose we we had a few drinks afterwards in in Crow Park like and um, you know you, you kind of it doesn't take it doesn't take too long for for a few drinks to, just to kick in and we probably weren't weren't as just I suppose down in ourselves after <laughs> after that but it was it was later on when you saw what happened like and 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 the day or two after that that you know you really felt you know just an injustice that 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 that, that there was you know. And, you know, just to, to kind of finish off on this, because as you say, it's been talked about um, to death at this stage, but that that week for you was that, and again, because you said, you know, I'm sure there was a lot of pride in the way that the team performed and, and, and everything else, but there was still that feeling of being robbed. Was that was that a hard one to take during the week? Did you, did you remember kind of feeling particularly down that week, or was there any kind of comfort to be taken from the fact that you'd, you'd performed well on, on the big stage? Yeah, it was exactly that. Like there was a bit of both, you know. Um, there was there was feeling down, compounded by the, the amount of alcohol consumed in the in the f- few days after it. But uh, you know, and then you're back into work, and and you just know everyone is a, uh, everyone's going to ask you the exact same question, and just wants to, to you know, whether you go up for a, a cup of tea or whatever at the at the at the coffee dock, someone's going to say it to you, and you'll meet someone else in the last exact same questions, and you. Nearly, was that was that hard to deal with? Because I guess that I was working with um, myself at the time with Sean O'Neill, who was on the panel, as you know, and uh, I tried not to mention it to him because I knew he was probably sick of people asking him to asking him about it. But did that get a little bit tiresome after a while? I mean, here we are, ten years later, still talking about it. But how did you find that to deal with? Because I'm assuming you never got as many questions after a game in your life as you did after that one. Yeah, exactly. And you're trying to still focus because obviously we weren't out of the championship. We had Dublin in the qualifiers after that. So you know, it, like from my point of view, I felt that. You know, we we performed well enough. We'd been playing very well all year. That we were still in with a chance. Like this, the Dublin team wasn't the, the Dublin team that we know now. Like they were, they were beatable, um, and, and we played them then. You know, the two weeks after that. So there was there was there was still room for you know to 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 prepare, which was a good thing in a sense because it would have been would have been very difficult to just to, to to finish like like the way it did and not not be going back together as as a group. You know. Um, and at that, so so that was that was probably a distraction more than that, and to take your mind off it and, and try and prepare for for the next game. But um, it was, yeah, it certainly was like you you just you were almost dividing people because like, you didn't want to be bringing it back up. Like it was it was it was done as far as I was concerned. You just move on, like and 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 uh, yeah, every everyone was probably asking. You know, it's, it's the same thing, and it's the frustrating things that you know most people would say. What about the referee that was being struck? Like you know. Did, the people that 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 ran out on the field, like they, they probably God love them. Like most of them, have, never saw football in their life. They just they were there for a game or two, mm. you know. They, they got to an end of the They jumped on the bandwagon, and, and you know, probably drinking all day, and then just take the law into their own hands. And 
that that was that was the most annoying thing for me. Like I don't condone that you know a referee should never be touched, never mind being being struck. Like, but it just took away from you know the the error that he made a bit. You know. Yeah, that was the 2010 Leinster final, of course, never to be forgotten. Um, just one final question on the on the whole area that we're talking about then, in terms of how you deal with kind of defeats and how you how you move on from them. And you talked about earlier on, um, you know, how you'd feel after games, whether you felt you'd left it behind you or whether you felt like you know you were robbed or whatever it might have been. Um, and you touched on it a little bit earlier on as well in terms of dealing with dealing with defeat a little bit better as you got older. And is that you know, I suppose it's a it's a it's a kind of a combination of things. It's age and experience, and it's the fact, as you mentioned, that you know you've a you've a wife and kids, right? And you can't be kind of moping around all week either. But you know, there's a kind of a, is it more a case of having a, a more and a, a more of a perspective on on life? I mean, you, you mentioned earlier on your dad passed away very sadly back in uh, 2008. So is it a kind of combination of things that as you get older you might not take these defeats as hard as you would have when you were younger because you, you kind of can see the bigger picture or, or, or did, is that completely untrue in your case how did you find that <laughs> I don't yeah I don't know if I could agree with that it, it's certainly like what you're saying you don't have the opportunity to, to mope around all week because you've got you know you've got kids to, to look after and, and you've got work to do and you know what I mean things have to be done but it doesn't stop you probably feeling sorry for yourself and it, it doesn't get easier you know the only thing that's good is that the time does heal and you know you, you kind of once you have a, you know, you kind of, I guess another goal, you just have to reset your goals. Like, you know, we, we, we lost two semi-finals and intermediate in 2017 and 2018 and they were, they were very hard to take as well. And it's because we, we, you know, we, you want to be senior and you know that by losing that game, you have to start all over again. So it's, it's actually nearly more difficult when you're, when you're losing, losing the championship at intermediate when, when you have ambitions of, of becoming a senior team because, you know, you, you know you're starting back from scratch the following year. Whereas, if you're losing the senior championship, you know you still next year you still have a chance to win a, a senior championship. Um, but it 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 doesn't get easier. It doesn't it doesn't get easier. But I, I suppose um, you, you learn to deal with it a bit better, maybe. Well, I'm glad you had team bumped that mate. Anyway, there I was thinking you'd uh, you'd put all that behind you and you were you were breezing into work <laughs> on the Monday morning after losing the game. No bother at all. No, no definitely not. <laughs> Adrian, I was sorry to, to drag you down in some some dark alleys there with some some of those uh, games that you're talking about, but it's really interesting to hear how you kind of deal with it. And, and everyone's completely different. Some guys will will be able to kind of move on the next day, no bother to them, and and not worry about it too much. Obviously, or somebody that thinks a lot about the game and takes it very seriously. So it's really interesting to hear how you uh, how you cope with the with the good and the bad in in GEA. Thanks so much for taking the time. Thanks, David. Cheers. Yes, Adrian Reid there, our second guest on the My Worst Day podcast. And I'd like to thank Adrian once again for his time. I'll be back with another chat with a local sports person next week. Do keep an eye on LMFM's social channels for news of that one. And be sure to spread the word of this podcast if you feel so inclined, of course. I'll speak to you again next week. That's just about it from myself, David Sheehan. Do look after yourselves.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.